the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. What do you want to talk about? Uh, Resilience. Resilience. Resilient. It's a pretty upward-moving stock market, isn't it? We're having a good year. We've had a good nine, ten years now. It's not bad. Last time we had a bad market, it was pretty bad, though. Today, we get Boeing, Caterpillar, Texas Instruments, all fell short on their quarterly earnings. And they didn't exactly pound the table with their demand outlook. Boeing's a special situation, in my opinion, of the whole 730 max. They say they're going to get regulatory approval to get that plane 737 MAX back in the air by the end of the year. But you're seeing some companies like Southwest say, we're not going to get them back at least until February because we're going to have to recertify, retrain all people in the situation. But as Wall Street has proven once again, it's all about what are you going to do for me in the future? Not what have you done in the past? Caterpillar missed by a whopping 24 cents. They make a lot of farm equipment. They make a lot of infrastructure equipment. Building roads. Building buildings. They're probably having some economic uncertainty in the international markets or the global markets is what they've told us. Their outlook is kind of spotty. But their shares are up. Now, it's kind of unfair to say, because how did their shares do before they were trending lower? So if you were to look at it, you would say that it wasn't as feared as expected, or maybe it was already built in, depending on which way you want to go. Texas Instruments, um, down. They make a ton of semiconductors that go into vehicles and uh, other areas. Texas Instruments used used to be... Could have been, should have been, Intel. But Intel outmanaged them in the 1970s and early 80s. Treasury yields are down across the board today with the Fed funds rate sensitive two-year note leading the way. It's at 1.57%. I was a little bit shocked the other day when I went to take a look at the 10-year Treasury and it was back up to 1.8% because it wasn't that long ago. It was sitting right around 1516. And I bring that up in large part because 1516 is where the, it, it kind of is telling you the market's really nervous about the economy. 1718, a little less so because you have that wiggle room on the downside when you start feeling really uncomfortable. That's the band that it's traveled in in the recent areas. Google's out with a big announcement today. Is it earnings? No. It's not a bad announcement, though. Google said it's built a computer that's reached quantum supremacy. 
That's a great word. Quantum supremacy. Performing a computation in 200 seconds that would take the fastest computers about 10,000 years. So Google said they've got quantum supremacy. They've built a computer that can do a computation in 200 seconds that it would take the world's fastest supercomputers 10,000 years to do. They said they've built a quantum chip in-house. The achievement is the result of years of research and dedication. It's also the beginning of a new journey. I don't know what we're going to do with this, but obviously something good, right? IBM, Google, Microsoft, they're all trying to push more powerful machines that businesses can use. So that's kind of one of those headlines that may or may not. It, it shows you that the company's, it's press. There's nothing coming out of that headline that's going to make you money now. But it's telling you that this is the type of company you want to deal with because they're constantly trying to innovate even behind the scenes. WeWork is turning into a fascinating story. They tried to come public at $48 billion. The market wasn't having any of it. The CEO is, I think, a certified net job. Or if you've ever watched the show Silicon Valley on HBO, he could have been a character created for the show because he's so goofy and weird. He has kind of an... Forgive me if I'm starting to stretch into territory that is kind of just awkward. Um, he walks around the city of New York barefoot at times. I don't like that in my CEOs. He's got a big kind of a, we're going to change the world with his business model. And I don't really like that in my type of CEOs. I kind of like the CEOs who are like, we're going to solve quantum computing. We're going to solve search advertising, not save the world. Unless save the world is like, we're going to do it through picking up all the trash. Or we're going to come up with a cure for cancer. So he's going to get a wild amount of money to walk away. Over a billion dollars to leave WeWork. Because he was the founder. And SoftBank invested billions and billions and billions into this company. And it has just spectacularly failed. Again, it goes to show you that a couple weeks ago, we could have bought the IPO and said, oh, hey, I'm down a little bit or I'm down a lot or I'm up. This company's uh, the middleman. They're, they're kind of helping startups with a, a startup culture where you can rent an office space, but you don't have to have a whole office and it can be very flexible. And we can sell you add-on services like secretaries and uh, conference rooms. They could have come public. It would have been an injustice if they did, because now they're going to run out of money by the end of the year, and they needed SoftBank's money. Yasha Shan uh, said he's committed to working with WeWork. It came out yesterday that they're burning through so much cash that they have to fire employees, but they can't afford to fire employees and give them severance packages right now. All the employees who've worked at WeWork, they're pissed because they thought they were going to come public at $48 billion, and they started spending money like, you know, let's, let's, how shall we say, on things they couldn't really afford yet. Now their shares could be worth almost nothing. But the CEO is going to walk, the ex-CEO is walking with over a billion dollars. Oh, I just wish he would go away. 
Um, just not a big fan of William Newman. Newman. Uh, it's too close to Alfred E. Newman for me. Mad Magazine. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about it. Under Armour's new CEO has work uh, to do. So Kevin Plank is stepping aside. It's interesting that that's Under Armour, right? We heard Nike say that their CEO is going to step aside and make room for a new CEO, John Donahoe from eBay. Fascinating stuff. Uh, how two shoe companies basically in a 24-hour period announced the same thing. 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Uh, we'll talk about the markets. We'll talk about investment stories, insurance, investments, anything. Take a break here. I'll be right back. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Big seminar coming up. You can learn more about it at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. It's an interesting market. It's an up year. Hopefully, you're feeling richer. You should be richer, in theory. Um, your net worth should be higher. Is it? I don't want to answer for you, but hopefully, you're feeling that way, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, it's earnings season. This is the time where it starts getting very interesting. Right in the middle of earnings season where you're starting to get some big companies, Boeing is pretty big, right? Uh, obviously, a play on world transportation issues, world uh, demographics of growing numbers of people on the planet. So we get to see a lot, the John Deere's and the Caterpillar's. Uh, those aren't cheap tickets when you buy those, those puppies. You don't look at the price tag and go, oh, my gosh. You know you're dealing with the big boys, per se. I want to see the tech companies. Man, yesterday, Verizon dropped a bomb on Netflix. Sign up for one year of Verizon or sign up with Verizon to get one year of Disney Plus for free. Netflix got schwacked on that news. Is this the end of Netflix? But it's also the day after they announced $2 billion of funding so they can go make more product. More content. I like the competition angle, right? Like, could you see a Verizon and uh, Disney Plus over like in the corner, like, oh, wait till you see us drop a bomb on these guys today? One of the areas that is a problem with tech right now is you tend to get a lot for a little. Facebook gives you this free web page, and you can put all your photos on it. All they ask is that they get that information that's in your photos and use it against you in building a case on who should market to you. Google, Yahoo. I've had Google and Yahoo email accounts forever, it feels like. The truth is I've probably had a Yahoo account since like 98. Maybe Google right around there too. That I still have. I've saved every email 
when I wrote a show script, basically a lot of research in there. And they don't charge me anything. Google's lured billions of consumers to its digital services by offering free cloud storage. That's starting to change. Wall Street loves a subscription model, and there's billions of dollars sitting in subscriptions that can be upsold. Alphabet whittled down some free storage offers in recent months while prodding more users towards a a subscription called Google One. That's happening as more people stash more and more data online. You got to, like, all your Google photos, that costs money, and that costs electricity, and obviously competing storage. When people hit their caps, they realize they have little choice but to start paying or risk losing access to emails, photos, and personal documents. It's interesting, isn't it? How Apple, through the years, would sell you a phone with only like 4 gigs of storage, then 4, 8, and 16, and then 16, 32, 64, 256. Um, they, make, they, they price that so that you ultimately get a product that's going to create a lot of content. And if you bought the low-end memory version, storage version, maybe you'll buy some online services for down the road, or maybe if you bought the high-end, you're paying a premium price. The cost isn't excessive for online storage for most consumers. But at the scale of how Google and Apple operate, it adds up. The big driver of the shift is Gmail. Google shook up the email business when Gmail launched in 2004 with much more free storage than rivals were providing at the time, and it's boosted storage cap every couple years. But it stopped in 2013, and yet people's inbox keeps filling up and filling up and filling up. So people have hit their cap, and you can see that Google has the ability to say, okay, the way people are abusing their Google Drive... Some people go out and have seven different Google email addresses. Google's Pixel smartphone originally launched in 2016 came with free unlimited photo storage. The latest Pixel 4 has free photo storage, but the images are compressed now, reducing the quality. Uh, More than 11,500 people in a week signed an online petition to bring back the full free Pixel Photos deal. So are you prepared to pay more? And it doesn't have to be a lot. If you think of how many Google email addresses are out there and they try to get us for a buck a month, it adds up. Two bucks a month. So now you can kind of see how they were, I'm not going to say sneaky in their business model, but there's something going on there that nothing's ever truly free, right? If it's too good of a deal, it probably will go away. Blackstone, a big private equity firm today, reported distributable earnings. Um, revenue came in above analyst expectations. Fee-related earnings up 27%. So Blackstone had a nice quarter. Eli Lilly. Strong sales of its diabetes drugs, Humalog. What a horrible name, Humalog. Um, Eli Lilly, one of those big pharmaceutical companies that continues to operate and stay in business. Even though politicians tend to hate them. Merck, Pfizer, Eli Lilly are just easy companies to hate because the pricing is confusing. Um, the supply and the demand for the product is confusing. Hilton Worldwide, 
reported pretty good numbers. Revenue topped expectations. They raised their earnings forecast to meet and then beat future expectations. Wall Street likes that. Nike chairman and CEO Mark Parker, as I mentioned earlier, is going to step down, taking over his role as the executive chairman. He's going to be replaced by CEO John Donahoe. Um, he's, John Donahoe is on the board of directors, so it's not that big of a jump. And he ran eBay and currently is running another group right now. So that's all out there. Nike announced the same thing as, uh, not Lululemon, the other shoe company I'm having that day. Um, uh, so Kevin Plank stepping down. Interesting. Again, you know, they say sometimes like deaths happen in three. Same things happening on Wall Street there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the uh, air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Google's unit of Alphabet, or Alphabet's unit, Google. It's at the center of a meeting with state attorneys generals today in Colorado. Meeting said to be the center of an antitrust probe. Zuckerberg's going to Washington. Google's going to talk to lawyers. It's never a good thing when your company's management is focused on antitrust the government regulations versus focusing on their business. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up in November. Learn about it at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Every now and then, we try to talk concepts that will just increase your brain power when it comes to investing, get you in a good situation. Um, that's my goal. Doesn't always work out like that, but that's the goal. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We can talk about bacon if you want to talk bacon. I know you're saying, well, okay, let's talk bacon, right? Bacon's kind of an interesting scenario. What am I talking about? With bacon, you have something that we all know and love, pigs. Pig's belly, right? Hog belly. On occasion, we have a situation where you have a scenario like in China, where you kind of get this poor people who get jobs, they kind of get some income, and then they're low income and mid income, and eventually high income is the idea, right? And as we tend to work more, we tend to eat more protein. Protein is considered a luxury. America is sitting on a mountain of an eaten bacon. Now, again, that's a fun thing to think about. More than 40 million pounds of pork bellies, which is the cut used for making bacon, are sitting in warehouses right now, refrigerator warehouses. And that's the problem. It's the most amount of supply since 1971. So that's 29, 38, 48 years this is the highest amount that we've had in a supply. 
if you don't refrigerate it, it is bad. The overhang comes as there was a buildup in the American hog herd. Pork output surged over the summer. Bellies have seen a magnified inventory increase because demand is mostly domestic, unlike cuts such as ham for overseas buyers. I uh, think China, think Europe. Bacon's kind of domestic. And again, if we have the largest supply, the biggest cost of bacon is refrigeration. Now, in China, it's been interesting because there's been the African swine fever, which has killed millions of pigs. The U.S. herd has swelled, probably in anticipation of that. But then again, we get this trade war situation going on, and it doesn't make things all that easy. China mostly buys carcasses, which they then process domestically rather than individual cuts of pork. The belly goes over with the whole hog. So are we going to split carcasses? I know you're saying this is just in time for Halloween. That's right. That's right, Jack. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. President Trump is going through multiple crises at this point in time. And yet Wall Street's kind of ignoring it. Some of the things you think are going to happen on Wall Street don't. And that's where you need to be really, really careful. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Trump is out there saying that he's boosted incomes by the average Americans by $7,000. But that's kind of risky. First and foremost, there's statistics out there that we could prove true or false, right? But there's also this thing where I go, well, I think I increased my income. I'm not going to give him the credit. Or maybe my income didn't go up, and I'm like, where's mine? President Donald Trump said yesterday that American incomes have skyrocketed during his presidency, surpassing gains under his predecessor. Now, one of the problems with that is that may actually be true because minimum wages are going up across states, not so much because he did anything about it, but because it was mandated years and years and years ago. And that's typically how cities and governments do it. They tend to want the tax cut for now, but they'll grandfather it out later. They tend to want the higher incomes. They can release the press release that says, hey, I got so many Americans a higher income, but they tend to grandfather it in slowly. Scale it in slowly. So do you feel like you've got an extra $7,000? Do you feel the pork apocalypse, apocalypse, with all that bacon lying around? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Biden's lead in the CNN poll, the widest since April. Now, this could make you just insane. Because earlier in the week... We were seeing Pete Buttigieg, and last week we were seeing Elizabeth Warren. So the polling is going to be interesting. Just so you know, the primary started in February, and the drama is going to get bigger next year. There's going to be a lot of name calling. Are you ready for that? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Some of the top stories today are that we are in earnings season. Boeing came out with numbers. And they ultimately said they were awful. But they said, in the future, we feel better. And that's what Wall Street cares about. 
Caterpillar is a little bit lower. Texas Instruments a little bit lower. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Six Flags. Six Flags. You can invest in a theme park. Ticker symbol is fun. Or this one, Six Flags is six, S-I-X. But Cedar Fair, also a theme park investment. Ticker symbol is fun. Um, they, they do remarkably well. Investing in theme parks. The cash flow is unbelievable. So that's out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. How about Snap? We haven't talked about Snap in a good while. They're a company that was left for dead. They're a company that came public that probably shouldn't have come public until they were a little bit closer to understanding some of the metrics. But as we've learned with WeWork, sometimes you have to strike while iron's hot. We worked, couldn't. They magnificently flopped. Now, Snap came public, and they magnificently flamed out, but they are getting them back. Third quarter, revenue grew 50% to $446 million. That's a pretty good number when you grow revenue 50% year over year. Their ARPU grew 33%. These aren't 100% growers, which... Sometimes that's what the valuation makes it look like. It should be. Daily active users increased by 7 million sequentially to 210 million versus the company's guidance of 205 to 207 million. Daily active users have been kind of sticky in the past. So when you look at Snap, you originally looked at it and said, CEO Evan Spiegel Probably wasn't ready for prime time when he came public. But he seems to have a nice report now with Wall Street. The first year was pretty bumpy with Wall Street. We were pretty mad at him that his numbers were very vague. And then he didn't even deliver on those. Now he's getting a little bit better, so it doesn't embarrass us. And it's a little bit easier to put money into it. Now, when you take a look at Snap, one of the things you want to look at is the price of the stock versus the sales of the company because then you can start comparing them to companies like Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter with a $19 billion market cap valuation. The stock's not cheap, but it does trade at a discount to Pinterest. Facebook and Twitter trade at about 16 and 21 times free cash flow. Snap will have to scale profits in the coming years in order to grow its valuation. There's a lot of momentum right now going on. There's a lot of competitive threats as well. It's fair to say that Snap probably not too upset that Mark Zuckerberg is looking all stiff and, and tight going to old Congress. China's got a video sharing app called TikTok, and Facebook's got Instagram. So competition for Snap's not going anywhere anytime soon, in my opinion. Again, when I throw out the names like Facebook and LinkedIn and Snap and Twitter, is there one that stands out for you, or do you are like, I, I just got to own them all? I don't know. So not me. I could go, I want the best of the breed. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Yesterday, there was a small announcement that Roku acquired a company called DataZoo. Data XU. 
And basically what it's all about is placing ad technology inside their platform so that marketers can come to them and say, hey, we're going to buy across the board Facebook, Twitter. We also want to buy Roku. Okay. So again, a lot of these companies have to say, what are we working on next? How are we going to scale higher? Roku is a hardware company, which I don't know if you know this, but they recently admitted they're going to turn off some of their updates to the older platforms. They want you to go out and buy a new Roku every five years, a lot like Apple wants you to go out and buy a new phone. This year, Apple's going to stop supporting their their 6. So if you have an iPhone 6, no more updates. Next year, they'll probably stop updating their iPhone 7s. And if you have an iPhone 7, what are you going to do? Hopefully, in their mind, go get another one. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Big seminar coming up in mid-November. You can sign up for it at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Home prices are up 25% in the last five years. They're up 20-plus percent this year in the stock market, right? So you still want to tell me that real estate's better than stocks? You're wrong. Historically, the returns of stocks beat bonds, and historically, the return of bonds beats real estate. It has something to do with wages and income. That's historically. It doesn't always happen like that. Otherwise, we'd say, hey, this is set in stone. Home prices in the U.S. are up 25% in the last five years. What's interesting is, unlike during the property fever of the 2000s, new construction has been very, very slow. Policymakers and employers are doing what they can to try to stimulate the developers to make new units. Here's some examples of what states and cities are doing to try to like meet the housing shortage. Reno, for instance, has started an ad campaign called A Thousand Homes in 120 Days. It's got a massive shortage of homes in Reno. Developers who agree to work fast will be allowed to defer paying some permitting fees. And that's why they're trying to get 1,000 homes in 120 days. In San Jose, Google and Facebook, obviously, they've helped drive up San Francisco Bay Area home prices. They've announced plans to help create thousands of new units in the region. Now, wait, wait, Google and Facebook, they're, they're, they're in the housing initiatives? Yep. In Washington, D.C., the city wants to encourage developers to build 12,000 affordable units by 2050, 2025. They want to go after expensive neighborhoods like Chevy Chase and Capitol Hill. There's been a history in Washington, D.C. of a massive racist housing policies. So you're going to try to put inexpensive units into an expensive area, encouraging people to integrate. Elsewhere, in Berlin, Berlin's close to approving a five-year rent freeze. Oh, Positives and negatives, right? Positive if you're a renter, negative if you're a, a landlord. Spain's already set a cap on increases. Vancouver, Canada introduced a tax on so-called ghost homes that are used less than six months out of the year. London's trying to address a shortage of home-building workers. 
with a new construction academy designed to attract young people into the trade. Wow, the issue's tied towards housing, right? It's not something you necessarily think about. One of the areas that we talk about on a large part of the show and other financial media shows is the bond rates and the interest rates and the low cost of money. Low cost of money is awesome in the short term. It's one of the reasons that Donald Trump wants the Federal Reserve to lower interest rates, because in the short term, it stimulates the economy. The problem is, in the long term, when things turn back to normal, we might all look back and say, hey, I just borrowed a lot of money at a cheap cost. And you'll say, yeah, me too. And down the road, it's going to be more expensive. So we're kind of getting addicted to the low cost of money. Same thing with corporations, same thing with governments. For the United States government right now to have debt, it's not a bad thing, especially when debt's so cheap. It's interesting to know the odds of recession in the United States uh, for 2020 are growing. Any sort of recession is going to cause the credit rating agencies to come in and say, we don't feel comfortable with this company right now. So we're going to downgrade the cost we're going to downgrade their debt from A to B, maybe. And at A, you get 3% loans, and at B, you get 4% loans. So, boom, just like that, you throw in a recession, you throw in a credit rating agency downgrade, and debt just got really, really expensive for that company who was using really, really cheap money. They say it's one of the things we're going to have to pay attention to in the future. A couple things we have to pay attention to in the future. Uh, college debt servicing costs. Debt servicing on credit cards, debt servicing on mortgages, and even student loans and the mortgages, they're all going to see higher rates in the future because we're basically close to zero. So it's coming. Again, not trying to scare you or anything like that. It's not my angle. It's not my thing. Um, We're in earnings season. Halloween's right around the corner. Nancy Pelosi's drug pricing plan passed the House floor for a full vote this month. The approval sends the legislation to the full House floor for a vote. It was passed by three committees along partisan lines. It had a high chance of approval in the House where Democrats control the 234 seats. Legislation, which is always out there to talk and comment about because It can be a good thing. It can be a bad thing for the corporations that are involved with saving lives through cures via medicine. Pelosi's bill will ensure a loss, live saving cures, lost jobs in a nation that will no longer lead the world in medical innovation. So says the Republicans. It's kind of interesting when you tell big drug companies, hey, we want you to be good. And lower your cost. You're also telling them they're 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 thinking like, well, maybe we have to fire someone, or maybe we have to spend less in R and D. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty each calls in the air. Um, Tesla's third quarter earnings. Tesla's third quarter earnings report coming out. Major questions are looming. Investors want to know when a vehicle production will begin at Tesla's new car plant in Shanghai. 
when its new crossover SUV hits, the Model Y, um, the call is Mark's Tesla's first since the departure of co-founder and former CTO, J.B. Struggle. How much cash they have? How close are they to earning money? I think the cash they have and how much they're close to earning is going to be important. Clearly, selling cars in China important, too, and setting up a factory in China important, too. But first and foremost, we're looking at the cash burn levels and how much cash they have on hand, when they're going to, how fast would they burn through it, and will they have to raise more money soon. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up in November. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com.